0: The Feeding Frenzy is my take on what I found most interesting in my week. It's a way of passing a little bit of signal in the noise that is typically the internet. The first section is worth listening to. We're going to talk about Dan Carlin's Hardcore History, and specifically, it's Supernova in the East Part 6. And I will say, this is the final part of the six-part series, so naturally, I recommend you go watch, or sorry, listen to every other section, but... That is the episode that I listened to this week. So for those not familiar with Hardcore's History, it is not a podcast that comes too often because Dan Carlin takes his time on the content that he produces. If you really are looking for high quality audio history, you'd be really hard pressed to find someone who does it any better. This particular episode is nearly six hours long and so it took me the better part of my week to absorb in its full length. On to the episode itself, this entire series explores the fighting in the Pacific Theater during World War II. And Dan mentions many times that there's a logical insanity to war. Specifically, the reason I bring this up is that when a single battle or bombing can have casualty ranging from 30,000, 50,000, or even 100,000 people, it is difficult to really put that in terms that you can understand. If you can imagine and put yourself back into the 1950s and think about how the news would be counting these numbers, eventually it would just numb you to the loss of life. And but what I've really found Carlin did well here is that adding back a human element to the stories and getting first-hand accounts of both soldiers and civilians and how they Experienced these events rather than just understanding it from a purely military strat- strategic point of view. If you're anyone who has any interest in history, this podcast will be something of value for you. Many times throughout this podcast, I found myself wondering how I would react if something comparable were happening during my life. And in hindsight, I think it's easy for us to take the moral high ground and not want to kill or hurt anyone. But When there's a slow escalation over time, there's a slippery slope into the jaws of the human meat grinder, as Carlin puts it, that is war. Maybe World War II is the war to end all wars, because we saw what modern technology could unleash on ourselves. The nuclear bomb not being withstanding here, but even in other bombing technologies and tactics such as firebombing that would literally create firestorms that were on par with forces of nature as something the nuclear bomb would do in a much shorter time. In general, I think there's just a lot of lessons to be gleaned from the experiences and thoughts that were part of this pivotal period in human history. Moving on to worth reading, we have an article from The Economist, Money Trees. So this particular article covers the economic foundation of Brazil, and specifically the Amazon rainforest. There's a cover photo here that I was blown away from by just the look of it. It covers the plan and lack thereof of sustainable development in the Amazon. In the wake, there has been an explosion in population in that region, but not enough economic growth to help people make a living legally. So the dangers I saw, at least as I read it, seem to be twofold. We lose one of the richest landscapes As from a biodiversity standpoint, and as the people living there survive by any means necessary. So there's a loss of the the ecological impact and also the fulfillment of human needs. And taken together, the future of the region looks bleak if leaders can't put a strategy in place that provides an economic foundation and protects the environment. And here is the first quote that I really thought hit home Such rivalries reflect a double failure of the part of the government to keep invaders of indigenous lands and to reduce the poverty driving people in the Amazon to illicit activities. Since 1969, the region's population has quadrupled to nearly 25 million. It comprises 60% of Brazil's territory and 13% of its population, but only 8% of its GDP. The area richest in biodiversity and natural resources is among the least developed and most destitute. And then what follows is a quote toward the end of the piece that illustrates the struggle of making change. Mr. Bolsonaro, sorry if I mispronounced that, has squelched any initiatives that tried. In 2019, the Environment Minister, Ricardo Salas, launched a crusade against Amazon Fund through which Germany and Norway donated $1.2 billion to projects that employ locals to protect the forest. Mr. Salas accused NGOs of committing fraud, and even though most of the money went to the ministry, he abolished two committees that oversaw funding and suggested using it to pay squatters who were kicked off conservation units. In the face of rising deforestation and fires, Germany and Norway withdrew their donations. This piece is interesting to me because it shows some of the issues that we have. It's not just about providing sustainability for sustainability's sake, but we also have to provide for the people that live in these places. And in many ways, they have to coexist. Otherwise, one hurts the other. And in other places, it's the leaders themselves that send mixed messages. Moving on to the second article I found this week, and it's In a different vein, it's still historical, but it is not nearly as much of a serious topic as the previous two pieces that I shared, more of a archaeological mystery. This is called the Midas Touch or Midas Touch from University of Pennsylvania Museum. And this was written by Dr. Patrick McGovern, and he is the scientific director of biomolecular archaeology project for cuisine, fermented beverages and health at the University of Pennsylvania Museum in Philadelphia. The article itself covers the trail of resurrecting ancient brew now dubbed Midas Touch. Throughout the prehistoric history, there's been evidence of funeral drinking of beer, and the site was excavated in central Turkey at an ancient area called Gordion. The site itself had 160 drinking vessels that were discovered, and they analyzed the residues they found inside of them. Here's a quote from the article about what they found which makes it even more interesting. What did these vessels contain? They included tartaric acid, the fingerprint compound from grapes in the Middle East, which because of yeast on the skins of some grapes will naturally ferment to wine, especially in warm climate. The marker compounds of beeswax told us that one of the constituents was high sugar honey, since beeswax is well preserved and almost impossible to completely filter out during processing. Honey also contains yeast that will cause it to ferment to mead. Finally, calcium oxalate, or beer stone, pointed to the presence of barley beer. In short, our chemical investigation of the intense yellowish residues inside the vegetables showed that the beverage was a highly unusual mixture of grape, wine, barley, beer, and honey meat. The even cooler part of this that I found was... And then it's mentioned at the beginning article is that the beer had been resurrected by the brewery Dogfish Head. You can try the beer yourself today if you can find it. And you can learn more where I've linked to the brewery's page about this beer. So it's a beer that was resurrected from 2,700 years ago. And honestly, if you're either the brewery or you're into craft beers and you've either tried this beer or have got a hold of it yourself, I would love to know how and where because I want to try it tasting history. It's just so cool. And as a little side note here is that this was directed to me via the book, The Immortality Key by Brian Morescu. I probably messed that one up too, but it's really interesting book and it dives into all of this stuff about ancient brewing techniques worth watching is a video on a little bit of a lighter note in entertainment the title of the video is we made a better cgi luke skywalker from the corridor crew the corridor crew is one of the newer watches on my youtube list i haven't really watched them at all before this and in recent weeks i've been just going through their backlog as things pop up into my feed and naturally being a star wars fan this is one that popped up and caught my attention every so often a new category of interest basically pops up in that I was never even thinking about and this time it's the form of uh, CGI and VFX artists. What I really enjoy about most things is that being able to peel back behind the curtain and see how people create something amazing. (laughs) There's nothing more amazing magical feeling than vfx where you see just an amazing shot and you're like i have no idea how they pulled it off the scene that i'm thinking of off the top of my head is the dodging of bullets from neo in the matrix if there's any shots that most people think about most of us just see the final product and you get to see how talented artists and those who love the craft can truly make something unique or bring it to life in an even more interesting way. And for this particular episode, I will assume that you've watched Mandalorian season two because obviously there are spoilers if you haven't, but in any case, very interesting. If you're a fan of just creative arts and entertainment, I'm sure you'll take at least a little bit away from this process, it's very cool. Last category is Worth Pondering, where I share a quote with little to no context and let you think about it. If you do get any thoughts, I'd love to hear what you have to say. I think the cult of the individual is also the cult of optionality. And the secret is that when you commit to something, particularly something bigger than yourself, it will set you free. And suddenly you will find a freedom and layering of life that you'll never really understood you had. Jacqueline Novogratz from a recent Tim Ferriss Show podcast, number 512. So with that, everyone, that concludes edition 21 of the Feeding Frenzy. And I hope you enjoyed this little recap of what I found interesting or valuable in my week as I continue to explore. As always, if you have any thoughts pertaining to anything I shared here or any follow on information that may be useful or I might find interesting, please feel free to share it. As always, Feeding Curiosity is not only a YouTube channel or a blog, it is Much more than that, typically a podcast where I share weekly conversations with people that I find interesting, either friends or other professionals in any category, and it's all about finding blueprints to live better. You can also find my latest take on summaries for books called blueprints as well. It's my take on trying to make a book more digestible and leave a breadcrumb trail for the readers to explore as they find ideas that interest them. And with that, I will see you all in the next edition of The Feeding Frenzy. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast. And as always, I'd love to hear from you. And I really just want to make this podcast the best podcast you listen to. Meaning, if there's anything that you really enjoyed or any feedback for us, I would love for you to reach out on the social medias. You can find Feeding Curiosity across LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram in the usual places just by searching Feeding Curiosity. You can also send us an email or a message through the website. You can also support the work that we're doing here, including the podcast and all other content that we produce at Feeding Curiosity by either going to anchor.fm slash feeding curiosity slash support, or you can head over to the website and hit the support button and support us directly there as well. By supporting the podcast, you effectively keep us from having to deal with sponsorship and keeping the relationship that me and you, the listener, have as honest and open as possible. As for me, I take the idea of selling products and or sponsoring products very, very serious. Honestly, I just want to provide access to information to as many people as possible with as little of a barrier of entry as possible at the very least if you want to do anything to support the podcast leave a review on the platform of choosing to subscribe like rate it all that it helps out a ton again thank you all for listening and i hope you join in on the next episode